welcome to This Versus That, Making Wedding Decisions with Kelly McWilliams. This podcast is for you if you're making a wedding decision and want to know what to consider before saying I do to all the things that will make your wedding experience a great one. I'm your host, Kelly McWilliams, and I'm so glad to be a part of your wedding planning journey. In each episode, you can count on me and my expert wedding co-hosts to give you everything it takes to make the best decisions for the wedding that you're dreaming of. This is a long but very worthy episode. I'm so glad that we're tackling this. And for some reason, I thought that we had already done an episode where it was venue coordinator versus um, independent coordinator. So I think I need to backtrack and do that. I think maybe I did something live on Instagram and that's what I'm thinking of. Anyway, so we will make sure that that episode does get planned. But in this case, we are talking about whether you go to a, um, a wedding planning company and you hire them for wedding day coordination or sometimes referred to as event management or partial planning or full service planning and design. So we're going to very much separate what a typical coordinator does versus someone who's more involved as a planner and or designer or maybe even partial planning. So you will find that as Corinne and I, who is co-hosting with me for the fifth time, I think this on the show, um, she's great. Um, um, what we're going to lay out is the difference between when you hire us for one versus the other, like the things that are missing in between that that you should consider when you're trying to make that designation between hiring someone for just coordination or event design, I'm sorry, event management versus planning. So we're going to try and lay that all out there. And again, like I said, I'm going to do a separate episode that is just about the venue coordinator who comes with your venue versus hiring one of us. So let me go ahead and introduce you to Corinne for the 15th time. Um, she's still the same and just as great. And I love her. Okay. Corinne Hassan is an international planner and designer who founded Jet Set Wed, a wedding planning and event design company based in Southwest Florida's Gulf Coast. As a multi-published designer, her extensive experience is not inhibited by her effortless, understated, and organic designs that will last the test of time. Her talents lie in discovering a client's style and recreating it in a celebratory space in a way that is absolutely their own. In her over 16 years of event experience, she's designed large-scale international corporate events for a Fortune 500 company, assisted in executing celebrity weddings abroad, as well as designed over 600 weddings and events from coast to coast. She works closely with her equally talented husband, Jason Teeters of Jet Set State, who builds entrepreneurs from the ground up. She's also the mom of two of the cutest kids in the entire world, Mara and Kesh. Mara and Kesh were named after the city in Morocco that Jason and Corinne got married at. So with that, I'm going to do one quick shout out to Mara and to Kesh so they can hear their names on a podcast. Anyway, let's go ahead and bring in Corinne so we can talk all about the differences of um, whether you would want to hire a coordinator versus a planner. Good morning, Corinne. Good morning, Kelly. Thank you for coming on. What is this like the fifth time, maybe? Something. I think, I don't know. Fourth. I don't know. I'm not a, sure. No, we just talk about all the topics all the time. So it feels like it, it makes it. You're right. It, you it probably feels like we're on a podcast episode several times a Every week. Every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody, welcome back, Corinne. And we are, um, this 
this episode in particular, I was like, this definitely has to be another planner that I do have it on as a co-host because we are talking specifically about whether you should hire a wedding day of coordinator. Some people like Corinne called event management. What do you call it? event management coordinator? What do you call event it? management? Okay. Yeah. Um, so an event management service, mm-hmm. but you would still have the title of coordinator, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Or a full service planner, because, you know, in the beginning, when you're making those decisions, um, there's a lot, there's a huge, di- huge difference between the two of them. Agree? Huge, huge, okay. huge, huge. Yeah. So um, we're going to give you the layout for both. One thing that I want to make very clear, I think both Corinne and I want to make very clear, not everyone does the same services across the board. For and for either of these, um, I think you seldom find the you know exact two that are exactly the same. Yes, yes. Essentially, though, with a event management service or day of coordination services, you're just limited to without planning or designing. That's just basically what comes out of it. So those are the two big things. But there's a lot of things that, of course, as a planner, you're going to include that. Pretty much everything that would be in a coordinator's complex would also be in a planner's complex. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Great. Okay. And I would say the reason I, I drop, I say event management is just because there's venue coordinators. And mm. so just trying to get rid of that word in the title just to help to differentiate. So then here's my question. How do you title yourself? Because you're not going to say I'm the event manager, are you? Or is that what you say? Yeah. I okay. say event manager. Okay. So for example, when I post something on Instagram for a wedding that I did not plan or design, I always put uh, a coordinator. So do you, on yours, what do you put? Um, I don't post them on my Instagram that often. Oh, okay. Because I just don't claim the visuals and the, you know, um, but I would say I would probably do event management still event management. Okay. Okay. I think so, I specifically say event management service. We did event management okay. for this client. Okay. Okay. So we we try to on ours whenever we don't have the full scope of things, put planner or just coordination and design. So on mine, that's how I do. But this is again why I say it's so important that when you speak to to different people that you're interviewing for your responsibilities, that you are asking them, you know, and you know, everyone's going to be different. So, yeah. okay. So should we talk about coordinator first and then planner or planner then coordinator? Um, I would say coordinator first. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's do the pros for having a coordinator and a coordinator only. Should we go there first? Ooh. Um, or... I don't know that there's like, that it's like better to not have, I mean, it's really budget, right? Kind of like Uh, budget driven or, or your, no, I don't think so. So here, here's what I'm going to say. I think the pros for, and the reasons that you would want to go with a coordinator versus a planner is um, one could of course be financial. You know, you don't want to spend as much money. Maybe you don't have as much money in your budget um, or you have other priorities that are important to you. Sure. Um, the other thing could be that you actually have the time 
right. to do all of the planning. Sure. So if you and and you let's say you're familiar enough or have enough friends who where you can really pull together all of the information that you would need easily yeah. um, so that you could you know make educated choices and deci- decisions um that yeah. would be a good reason or if you're like in the thick of wedding season with all of your friends which is what happens you know you go through the season and yes. all of your friends have done all the weddings in all the same town so you really do yeah. have a lot of those connections and things yeah because then at least you could have like a list of referrals. Like you still like right. from, let's say your six friends had gotten married in the last year, you could potentially have, you know, four to six different photographers yeah. to choose from that have worked well with them. And you have the time to meet with them and make sure that they work for you as well, because that I find is definitely not always that, the case. Yeah. That is the number one reason that I would think that someone would be able to be um, would it be able to do everything except for like have the coordinator there? Yeah. Of course, Corinne and I and every other wedding planner or coordinator around the world is going to tell you 100% hire a professional coordinator. Yes. There's no, I mean, we, we know what happens when we're not there, yeah. and we, but more importantly, we know what happens when we are there in the fires that we put out Yeah, that you will never see. I mean, I wish, I wish we could document more often the fires, but you just can't because there are always situations that call another professional out. It's just not a situation that you're able to publicize. So, so, I mean, so many crazy things have happened and huge failures and we we can't really share with people that we saved the wedding because it's always throwing people under the bus at all times. Yeah. Yes, exactly that. Exactly that. I think another, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to switch it to the next reason. Oh, um, yeah. I was just going to say the only um, thing that we can't throw in, that we can throw into the bus is weather. Yeah, because yeah, which is, that's why we always talk about weather. That's the safe note, yeah, right? That's our safe. That's our yeah. safe thing. Saying a safe day because yeah. So so I, I think gotta, that's funny to point out. Like a lot of people do, um, a lot of potential clients. That's what they stress about and the reason for hiring. But I think it's just because that's what we're able to share. If they yeah. knew all the things, like there would be a laundry yeah. list. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. What were you going to, what oh, were you going to yeah. bring up? So I do design only as well. And so do you. So I think mm-hmm. sometimes if there is um, a designer that you really love, but maybe they aren't uh, local or they don't have your particular date available, um, that would be another reason why you would do um, coordination or event management, whatever you'd like to call it only so that you right. can have that or design only designer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there, I mean, there could be the instance where, and this is extremely rare, extremely rare, where you, the property that you're getting married at does bring on a coordinator for you. And I will say, I'm going to say this till I'm blue in the face. Typically, this is not the case. It's extremely rare. I will say that there was, um, when my dad got remarried, that hotel did assign a coordinator that was an independent coordinator like that's us. the key I was like, going to yes. say like yes it cannot like, be an in-house situation no. because then they are not there for you holistically they are there for that venue yes exactly you, they work for the venue and not yeah. for you necessarily right so they they they're more of a guide in that case and not an advocate Right. Let's put it that way. Right. Which are two very, very different things yeah. um, that you would get with a coordinator or planner. Right. Okay. 
So I think I think those are really the only two reasons that I can think of that you would strictly go towards coordination. Um, I'm hiring someone just for coordination versus planning is because one, you have the time or two, it's what your spending plan or budget will allow. And um, maybe three that, you know, all your friends have gotten married very recently and you have a plethora of um, really well versed seasoned professionals to pull from, from all of their weddings. Yeah. I think one thing we I want to say though is to keep in mind is that every wedding is different and every personality is different. So while a photographer or videographer or florist might have been great for two of your friends' weddings, it might be because they were perfect for their wedding and not necessarily yours. Always the case, I feel like it's really yeah. not one fits all. Right, exactly. Like um, you know, a lot of times we'll have clients come to us and they say, Oh, I really love um, uh, this person's, I don't want to say name. Right, right. Florist A, like there, I love, I love the, the, the work I've seen on, of theirs. And then they'll tell me their, their aesthetics for their wedding. And I'll be like, does not line well, up. does not line up. Yeah, exactly. It, there's depth. I mean, in almost every area region, yeah. you're going to have uh, several people to choose from. And it's about narrowing down to the person that is really best suited for your wedding. So there's like, we have, you know, half dozen amazing, amazing floral people here, floral designers, wouldn't you agree? At least. And they're all great across the board, but every single one of them has a forte. Yeah. Something that I always find that there is one that is perfect for each client, only one. You know, exactly. another one will work, but they would be, it, you know, maybe not like their top strength or their preference, you know, they exactly. going out of their preference. Exactly. Um, that's another, so that's kind of one of the cons to having someone just as a coordinator. Yeah. So let's talk about things that you're limited to when you have hired someone to just be event management or coordination, day of coordination. Yeah. So Basically, what you're doing is you're taking out design. We're not having anything to do with design and we're right. not having anything to do with planning. Right. Now, I'm going to go back to what I said at the very beginning and say it is different for every single yeah. wedding planner, coordinator, designer out there, what they include in the coordination services. So please, 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 when you speak to um, the people that you're interviewing, ask them specifically, you know, and, you know, try to get a full um, grasp of everything that is included with them. It's um, super important to do that, you know, especially depending on the complexity of your wedding. So, and I wonder, I will say this also, I, that I know of, I think that most people are still, some people, I guess, do have flat rates, like packages, like doesn't matter how many people or where it's at or anything like that. Don't you think, Corinne, that are still like, no matter what, I'm $6,500 for day of coordination doesn't matter what the size of your wedding is. And then there's those of us who do a custom proposal based on date, size, location, complexity, even just for day of, right? Don't you think there's still a little bit of both probably, happening? But that's, yeah, probably. It's, yeah. That's, you and I think it's that's crazy. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, yeah I'm yeah. sure it happens. Yeah. Okay. So things that you're limited to um, as event management or coordination, what are the, in your world, what are things that you're limited to? 
Um, or that maybe you wouldn't include. Maybe that's easier to say. Yeah. I mean, you know, planning, doing, you know, being involved in that venue selection and um, the, of course, all the vendor selections. Um, but, mm-hmm. but, you know, ours is a little different. We do offer like a one hour um, discovery call right when you do secure us and we do give you all the goods. Um, and it's really just to set us up for success. But you won't have that like follow up and that hand holding and guidance. And um, we're not selecting your vendors. We're not giving them their time frames ahead of time. We're not, you know, doing the contracts. Um, we're not making sure that you ordered all the right things and sizes for the things. And you know, yeah. Um, and I mean, we will likely the best of us will likely catch it on the day and fix, but there's really only so much you can do on the day. So it really is like putting out fires and just fixing. Right. Right. So the plan is already in place by the client. So they are the planners. They are the ones that are setting out that roadmap. And then we are just creating, well, in my case, um, I am just creating that timeline and that layout, um, really just the venue communication, setting myself up for um, venue communication on the day. Right. Right. Okay. And in my world, uh, very similar to what you said, when I have the initial phone call with them, the very first time I talk to them, we I go through and ask them who they've hired already. Sure. And um, then offer any names that they want. Because of course, if I'm going to be working with them, I would rather them hire yeah. great people. And, and I mean, to be honest, not to interject, but I think also when we ask those questions is to determine the workload and the scope of the, of the event, because it, exactly. it is, if it's a very green, you know, DJ, then we're going to be guiding a lot of that reception. Um, mm-hmm. And it's going to be a lot of a workload and, and handholding with your DJ. But if it's a familiar one, we know that's going to be you know, yes. easy. Yes. So that does affect our costs in the end when you're sure. doing a custom proposal. You know, yeah. it's like, okay, this girl's got, or this couple has a great team built up. This is going to be a good, easy day for us. And, you know, the wedding isn't complex or whatever. And so maybe our, you know, pricing would be less on that. Yeah. But if you come in with a fool's list of yeah. <laughs> vendors, you yeah. know, it's going to be a different story because yeah. we know the workload is, and it's not even just that it's a more difficult day. We might have to bring more people on yep. to work with us on that day, knowing that, you know, you, maybe you've got a rental company that doesn't set things and then yep. we've got to bring people for that. And so yep. there's costs involved. And so yep. unfortunately this costs have to get passed somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another you know, reason yeah. that it's another podcast, you, that's a whole nother podcast, <laughs> but it's another reason why, you know, like, when you don't have a planner involved to help you to say, or to, to teach you to say, when you go to your rental company, don't just order the rentals or the rentals with setup. Like yeah. those are the things that you yeah. wouldn't know if you're not, if you're not constantly, you know, planning events, yeah. you know, the, or th- that's, that brings up a great example, like subfloor on a dance floor. I yeah, mean, people don't know about that. We often are not, <laughs> if you don't have a planner, that's often like not, going to get caught. I mean, we hope to catch those things on the day. Um, just, you know, reviewing with all of your vendors for setup on the day, but there's so many little details that go into the planning, which is why it's considerably more, um, Mm -hmm. that we just cannot cover a whole year's worth of planning in, uh, an, an event management or or day of, um, realm. So, right. But Um, subfloor is another thing that's not ever covered. (laughs) 
Okay, so I think we should explain what a sublore is now that we've said it out loud. Yeah. So every, because everyone listening is going, what would we need a subfloor yeah, for? Yeah. Okay. If you are having a dance floor or any kind of flooring outside that's on sand, on grass, on gravel, on rock, no matter what it is. On level. Um, well, you might not need it on like on gravel, right? Mm. Mm, no, most likely not. Yeah. Most likely not, as long as it's level. Um, subfloor is they're building a base underneath your dance floor or flooring so that it's sitting level throughout and won't separate because so like it looks like um they take a bunch what are those called two by fours or something i don't know plywood pieces of plywood and then they put the plywood on top so it's level and then they put the dance floor on top of that so it's going to sit above the ground so that's what a subfloor is and if you just call a rental company and ask them for a dance floor and then they come outside they're going to put it on the grass or sand or or rocks or pebbles or whatever you've got there mulch and it's just going to move to wherever what's underneath it break so, apart really yeah it, that's exactly what happens yeah. it falls apart and unfortunately i've had it happen yeah, more times same. than i can count for same. exactly this thing <laughs> yeah. coordination where it's yeah. you know you, that's why i brought it up that. Yeah. yeah yeah so um so with a coordinator or event day management like corinne said you're not going to have anyone who is going to be your advocate through and you know checking on all of the things that you're planning and designing on your own. Um, So you're doing these things, you know, without any particular knowledge. I know that both you and I are there for our clients if they have a, you know, quick call or email or text or whatever to ask something where it's not us doing the work, but answering a question for you. For example, someone might call and say, hey, Cal, um, should I get a 21 by 21 dance floor or 21 by 24? I've been at this long enough. I can tell you right away yeah. what size to answer. So I'm just going to answer that back. That's that's not me doing any planning. Now, if you were to call me and say, um, can you call um, this rental company and ask them um, how much it would be the difference between this size and this size? The answer would be no. That is that is your scope of work yeah. and not mine. So those are that's I think that probably that's the easiest example. A great distinguish. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. 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 So one thing that you do have with both coordination and planning is that we can um, um, guide you towards uh, good vendors, right? Yeah. Yep. So, but that's in the beginning. You're still yep. responsible for going and planning on your own with them, getting your time set up with them. Yep. All We're not tracking your budget. At, that's a big one. Yeah. Coordinators do not yes. help you with your budget. No. Nope. So like you... Because we're not knowing what your budget is or what you're doing at all, we can, you know, we're going to suggest all of our favorite people. Yeah. They may not be in price points that you're feeling comfortable with. Or they might not be available. available. So with a planner, that's all work that we do on our end. And it's not, we're not, it is not just us naming people off the top of our list. There's actual work and effort that goes into before. Yes. They're in their budget yes. already. They're already qualified. They already and they're are in available. the genre. They're, yep. Yeah. So that's the that's a big difference. Okay. For a wedding day coordinator or event management, um, we we're one hundred percent I think I don't think there's anyone who doesn't create a timeline. I've never heard of anyone who didn't do that. I feel like that is the number one thing yeah. is yeah. the timeline. So I don't know how you do it, Karen. I can tell you that I set up a summary 
summary timeline the day that they hire me and that goes out. Like, here you go. You work with this when you call all of your vendors and you get everything planned. This this is like, and it's got like 10 times on there. It's nothing. For either service? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, um, sorry, I said that like, didn't did you know that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just in the very, very beginning, you know, they've hired us and I, you know, this is what the plans are, you know, for my end, but you're going to get, you know, just some very summarized timeline. Yeah. Here's, you know, basically when you're going to start getting ready, here's when your first look should happen. Here's what time the ceremony is. Here's what time the reception is. Here's when it ends. And maybe two other things in between, sure. but basic, basic. Mm-hmm. Then it's your responsibility to work with everyone to get all that stuff done. It's not talking about transportation when people should be coming in and out and all of those things. It's very summarized. However, at the end, after you've hired everyone, when it gets time for the actual coordination to begin. And this is different for everyone as well. I start out six to eight weeks before the wedding day. Corinne, do you fall somewhere in there? Okay. Yeah. And I think for me, it I I I I don't say exactly six weeks and don't say exactly eight weeks because I because feel of like our seasons. Because of our seasons, but yeah. also it depends on the complexity of their wedding. Yeah. You know, and there might be something that in me I'm like, okay. The only way I know this is going to go well, because I know, like, let's say there's ceremonies in one place and sure. there is transportation involved in the cocktail hours in one place at the reception spot. But then they're moving from reception, I'm so, sure. sorry, from um, cocktail to reception. There's just a lot of moving parts in there. And then maybe there's 30 vendors instead of 20. In that case, I might want to be starting, yeah. you know, or, or eight if you weeks wanna, in advance. And, and. Or if you need to just catch those, you know, all of your vendors in a time when they have the time to focus on that wedding. So if, yes, you know, with fall season coming up, for example, you know, we, for our December clients, we typically wouldn't start this early out, but because once fall hits, all your vendors are very occupied and like just kind of running the season here locally, it's, that's our season. So Mm -hmm. we're going to kind of hit everybody for the fall during the late summer. Um, right. And just get a head start so that, you know, we have the vendor's attention before they get too yeah. busy. So that's something to clarify um, when you're interviewing people is when do you think that um, we'll actually like get on board with you? Like, so in the, yeah. with, I think, oh, that's a big point to make is that yeah. when you hire event management that's or the coordinator, biggest, right? there's sure. a huge space in the center. Yeah. So in the beginning, we are, we're going to handhold you just a tiny bit. It's basically, yeah. like I said, we're going to give you a list of people, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to give you um, a basic summary timeline. Well, okay, yeah. I won't say that everyone does that. I do. I don't. I do as well. Okay. I give I give them access to um, our full service planning documents that we use, and they can mm-hmm. use it at their discretion. And it will have their summary timeline on one of those tabs. Okay. Okay. So I think I think for the most part, most. People, most planners who do coordination, offer day of coordination or event management are going to offer that. It, it, it just yeah. helps everyone and it makes yeah. so much sense to do it. Let's say we're working with you for, oh, I on my end, and I know you do this differently, Corinne, I ask anyone who we're working with to send us all of their information as they're doing it. So as you're hiring your um, photographers and videographers and florals and rentals, and I'd like them to send me all their contracts and invoices just so they can be filed and ready to roll so that at the end, I don't have to like worry about trying to find all of that information. 
Um, sure. The downside of that to me is that often they change. Yeah. <laughs> Since, I would say know, they always change. Yeah. Well, I mean, like things well, not like entertainment, but you know, yeah, rental and your rentals and things like that. But it's, it's for me, I just, um, and because I have someone working with me all the time, it's just easier for us on my end to have that information there. Sure. But many, many coordination event management people would prefer that you just hold off on all that until that six to eight week period where they're going to jump on board. Yeah. So once you get our basic information from us in the beginning and just a little bit of guidance to send you on your way, you are on your way on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then six to eight weeks, we pop back in. And at that point, do you want to explain kind of what we do there, Corinne? Oh, so in six to eight. So, so I have, um, I have automated reminders throughout your planning process from booking to um, your wedding date. They just kind of remind you to uh, jump into your music tab, fill out your music information. I find that when we start working with the clients, they're not ready to work with us at that point. So typically, even the six to eight weeks is a little bit earlier than they're prepared for um, with all the information. So often I will just have a questionnaire for them to fill out of, you know, who's toasting, um, you know, what song selections do you have? Um, and just some kind of the logistics and your vendor contacts. And oftentimes they don't have all of their vendors even booked at that point, you know, like that's when you find out, (laughs) we get into a lot of situations where people are not ready. They just don't have it together. So Mm -hmm. I do kind of, um, try to match their uh, stress level in that way and how fast we're pressing forward or how slow. Um, So once I can kind of guide them to all of that information, then we jump on a call. Once, once that form feels completed, Um, we jump on a call video call and we go through in detail each one of those areas. So their contacts Mm -hmm. and getting all their vendor contacts, what that each vendor is bringing. And I like to ask them, and have them list it because what they think the vendor is bringing isn't always what they have ordered. So I let, I have them tell me so that then when I create my layout, I list what their expectation is so that the vendors can see this is what they intended, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And then we can kind of, it's just another uh, way to kind of catch errors. Um, And then we, uh, I, Wait, I create can I ask that a question real yeah. quick. When you say layout, what are you talking about? Like the room layout? Yep. I create the room oh, so layout. So you do that under Absolutely. coordination. Yeah. Okay. I mean, sometimes the venue does that and provides that. I would say a lot of times they do. Um, but just being like the design heavy um, company that we are, I do have other suggestions of layout. Okay. Um, okay. You know, usually they are, the venue is providing a layout that just like works best for the venue. Um, Mm -hmm. for their needs, for their service, period, and not so much for the flow of the entire event. Um, So I kind of tweak that and we do create that layout. Um, And then we go over the music selections. We go over your ceremony timing and the order of ceremony and who's walking when. Um, And then we go over, uh, you know, details like who's miking, who's providing um, power and and just making sure all those things that can get forgotten are covered. Basically, you're questioning them through all of the decisions that they should have made. That they have the, made, through, yeah. Through, yeah. Should have. And, should have and, nice, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and finding out so that you can lay out 
you know, to make sure that you're prepared to walk in that weekend and mm-hmm. everything's good to go. Also, so that you can move forward in um, confirming. Do you right. confirm? I yeah. do. I think most wedding yeah. coordinators. And that's another thing person. that if if they are new vendors that we're not used to working with, then it is a phone call to confirm and go over and make sure we're on the same page. But if it's really familiar vendors, then I already know what their expectations are and what their needs are. So right. it doesn't have to be that much of a touch point. Right, 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 right. Okay. So you you offer with your coordination a little bit more of the design because you're doing layouts for them yeah. than that. But that's not just so you, again, guys, that's something you it's have not to ask same. about because yeah. that is not, it is not always, I, I think that's rarely the case to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. But um, so, um, okay. So let's, I think, I think we kind of hit on everything like mm-hmm. as a coordinator. Okay. So we, okay, let's finalize this. So we ha- um, helped you with a list of people at the beginning. We sent you a summary timeline. At the end, we're going to go through and question everything you did. Corinne, you do it where they fill out a questionnaire and then you have a call with them. I do it, it where I am just on a phone call. I sent it to them in advance, but like the next, the day before. And then we sit on a two-hour phone call and go through all of the things. Yeah, ours when, is typically two hours as well yeah. because they just don't have the answers. Yes, and so the thing is that while we're going through that, we're going to find all the pieces that are missing, point them out to you and say, mm-hmm. well, who is Miking the officiant? And right. then, oh, we haven't done that. Okay, well, you've got to go find somebody to do that, you know, right. but that's going to be your responsibility still at that right. point to make sure that happens. Then your coordinator um, is going to be responsible once they have all of the information from you to do a complete timeline or time, I call mine timeline and details. Um, we're going to collect all the information that we m- maybe need to get from, like for in my case, from the venue for their layout of the room, their diagrams sure. for ceremony and cocktail and reception. Um, check on things like on the rental contract. Did they include set up on there so that yeah. I, I can say, you know, OK, if you guys didn't put that on there, then I actually have to bring more people on or go ahead and, you know, you need to go rent that or have that taken care of on that invoice so yeah. that it's done. We'll um, include on our schedules, um, like installation, load in and strike times for yep. the vendors, because that's yep. something that absolutely I can't think of anyone who would be able to do that. No, you know, without the knowledge of a, right. a coordinator or planner. Um, so we're and we're not tracking any of your finances. So no. we have no idea about your budget, what you're mm-hmm. spending or, you know, what you have available to you or anything like that. So, you know, um, and I think that's. That's really all that's in place for coordination. And then, of yeah, course, I mean, we're there for this, the, all of your wedding. Yeah. So there's someone there for, well, s- some people do limit it to number of hours. Yes. Yes. I mean, on our contract, we have a limited number of hours that yes. I have never implemented before. However, <laughs> <laughs> however, it is there. It is yes. 12. That should be sufficient for yes. <laughs> event management. Yes. If everything is well planned, then we should only have day, to yeah. be there. I think most, you know, for the most part, most um, coordination services are, they're not going to start first thing in the morning, maybe when you're getting hair and makeup done, because there's nothing really for us to coordinate at that point. That's the only thing happening. I think most of the time your coordinator um, is going to come in when other vendors start coming in or photography, like, you know, typically, I think, you know, depending on what's going on for setup, photographers and videographers might be the first ones there. Um, and 
for the most part, I think that almost every coordinator wants to be there at that time to make sure that they're in place and have right. the things that they need, like for flat lays or that all you know, the florals have arrived. That's another flowers. distinction. We do. Yeah. We do style flat lays for event management. Okay. Style flat lays and we do like set design or, or whatever you want to ha- call it, you know, like designing kind of your get ready s- backdrops and, and okay. things like that very, very uncommon. So yeah. just <laughs> yeah, yeah, <sorry>. very, very <laughs> uncommon. So don't, yeah, I wouldn't take that as a, no. um, a regular, I think no. you're, that's so much more design. That's just in, for my love of the day. I, yes. just so I can enjoy myself. Yes. Um, and so, um, and for that reason, you might be there for longer hours yep. so that you can, you know, that's in between yep. when there's, there's actual setup going yep. on or anything. But what like we that. don't do um, like yeah, personally, but I think there are a lot of uh, coordinators that do that, but we don't do like DIY, wedding day DIY stuff, right? So Meaning, centerpieces, like not you're not putting, putting together them together. No, no, um, no we no. yeah, we're not like bussing tables, like we're not we're not mm-hmm. doing anything that is not um, hired already, and just making sure it's implemented and, and happening. That's for coordinator or planner, though it doesn't matter. Like those are, I mean, that's true. Right. Yeah. Um, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there, there are some, there are 100% a lot of coordinators that do do that. Again, yeah. it's another question yeah. you just have to ask. You have um, to ask. Yeah. And you know, will you set all of our tables, you know, start to finish, yeah. especially if you have um, a caterer coming in who doesn't set the tables. They, they, they are not going right. to put the tables out. They're not going to put the Flatware, linens on yeah. all of those things. It's quite yeah. often. It's far more than just place cards, menu cards, and um, um, favors like that maybe go on yeah. the table. If there's anything more that th- that's across the board, every wedding planner or coordinator should be doing those things. If it's anything more than that, like you said, glassware, flatware, chargers, candles, anything like that, that's in addition. And you 100% need to ask about, I mean, if you're rolling in there with tubs and tubs and tubs of stuff, you need to bring that up in the beginning because it's an entirely different. There's just no time for that, for your general. Well, and that's things like that would come across in your questionnaire or when we go through our wedding workbook that when we see that there's all of these other things that they're bringing or need or placed, that's going to come up, you know, like, okay, this is a lot more than we could do possibly do in 10 hours time to make sure it's done, you know, for you before the ceremony, because then we're off executing other things. Um, So we have to bring in an additional person in, or you're going to have to have some, you know, friends and family come in to do that, which is never, ever, 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 ever. Anything that we want to have happen is for friends or family to come in to help. Um, They just should be there to enjoy the wedding with you. Okay, so let's move on to what a planner does, um, because I think you you feel like kind of the the hole that's missing um, with coordination, and that's right in the center, right, of the planning. So um, on my end, we have, a, if, you're, if you hire us for full service planning, we have a planning process where we do, we break the whole year or nine months or six months, whatever it is, up into chunks. There are assigned times. So like in my world, and this is, again, different for everyone, guys, um, we do um, contracts and resourcing first. So that means we're hiring all of your vendors. 
And that's for our first few weeks. Then after that, we move into the planning stages. Um, and then there's, you know, several weeks for that. Probably that's the longest chunk. And then after we're done with all the planning, then we go into design. And then we fin- once we finish that, that's when we move into coordination. So, you know, depending on where I've got the coordination ending at the six to eight weeks, I backtrack to fill in how much time we're going to, you know, appropriate for all of those things. And again, it's going to be different for every single person. Corinne, do you, how do you do it? Um, We do our big budget on location vendors. So, you know, our entertainment, photo, video, hair, makeup. So sourcing all of our vendors first and doing our budget allocation. Um, And then uh, transportation, uh, logistics, and getting our kind of roadmap. And then we take a little bit of a break, depending on how far out we've booked. And then we go into our just wardrobe invitation phase. Mm -hmm. Um, So work on attire and uh, just at least get on calendars for invitations and start planning the seed for the design. And then we go into the design phase. Okay. And then we have the coordination phase. So pretty similar. Yeah. yeah. So still incremental. You're working through the process. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Ours is, yeah. And it's time-based. We don't start until, you know, a general time frame outside of the, the wedding date. So yeah, it is all backtracked. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds the same. The, um, the one difference I think for, especially for Corinne and I, and we're trying not to like tune right into like destination weddings, but for Our, us, is it a oh, little yeah. bit different because um, yeah. we are destination wedding planners most of the time they're here, but sometimes we go yeah. elsewhere, <laughs> but we live yeah. in a destination um, area. So with that being said, there are some cases where we have to kind of move in, um, like design in with the, during the planning right. time, but it still gets on right. my end, it still gets put on pause somewhat. But the reason I have to say that we have to move in is because our couples could be coming in for planning visits and that might yeah. be their one or two times that they're here so in that case, we would meet with all of our design partners. You know, we would meet with um, the the floral designers, go check out, you know, the rentals and things like that. And, you know, do uh, floral previews and, you know, table setups and, and all of those things at the same time that we're working through, you know, menus, which are planning, you know, so all the tastings. Right. So those things at that point for meetings sakes we might get those things done, p- pushed on the calendar a little bit earlier. And Corinne, I imagine you'd probably do that too. Yeah. I mean, we don't do, uh, we don't do samples, but mm-hmm. we do meet with our florists and our creative partners and do our walkthrough and our tasting all in that same day. Okay. So they do kind of start to feed in. Yeah. Okay. So we, for that reason, we might have to move some things ahead of schedule. Sure. For me, it's like the design. Sometimes we have to put part of it. Doesn't mean it's all getting done though, you know, because, no. you know, um, for me, it also depends on like, there's, well, there's a lot. So we'll just, so many things, so many, That's things. A whole other... so many things, yeah. so many things. Okay. Yeah. So basically remember coordination stopped at us giving you the people <laughs> for the most part yeah. in the times. When we go into, when you're working with a planner who is planning your wedding, we are helping you find all of your vendors, but we're narrowing it down to people who are available, who are in your price point, because we know your budget now. We have a spending yeah. plan we've put in place. Well, I, not everyone does a spending plan. I do a spending plan. Um, I don't know how you don't do a spending plan, but. <laughs> well, I think you do yours very differently for me, though. Like mine is pre-allocated for um, every segment of the wedding in advance. And then I just pull whenever there's wiggle room to other ones. 
Mine is, yeah, mine's line itemized, like down to like X amount of tables at this much per table okay. rental plus the linen rental plus. Okay. Mine is really broken down, like every single line okay. item that you'll find. So, so ours are maybe are um, more similar than I expected, but then yeah. I don't, I don't think that every wedding planner does that that way. And I'm unfortunately, I, I think I it's crazy. I think it's I crazy. Know that they don't. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> When, you know, so maybe something else to ask your the people that you're um, yeah. interviewing. But so, you know, as a planner, we are working with the numbers that you have made um, available to us and not that we're trying to overspend them or to go over budget. But our our goal always is to stay at or under what the, your budget number was. You might lead us in a direction to go elsewhere, which is fine, which is fine. We're never going to tell you no mm-hmm. if you really want that big band that we weren't talking about in the first place. But sure. our job is to bring you people um, that are available to you, that are in your price point and who are appropriate for your wedding. Just like when we were talking about earlier, Corinne, where I was saying, you know, about the um, hiring the floral designer that's really best um, best suited for your wedding because of their fortes. Right. Right. Um, okay. And then after, so planning, that also means that all of those emails and phone calls that happen between you hiring them and them showing up, that is planning. And it is not, uh, I can't tell you how many people, and I know you're going to agree with me, Corinne, um, clients will call or potential clients and say, I've pretty much got my whole wedding planned. Here's all the people I've hired. But what they did was they hired them. They have a contract. They yeah. put a deposit or retainer down um, or save the date. And that's it. Folks, that is not planning your wedding. That is just hiring people. There are so many phone calls and emails that should happen with each one of them between that date and the wedding date that like really fine tunes everything that's supposed to happen at your wedding so that, that what you're expecting to get is what is going to happen. It's also a benefit to the person that you're hiring that they have all the information that they need. And waiting to the last minute does not always work well, especially with timing, right? Yeah, it just breeds stress. Yeah, yeah. Things that you wouldn't know, like the photographers, you wouldn't think about. No one would think about this unless planners do. Um, mm-hmm. You're getting ready at this location and the photographer is meeting you there at 9.30 a.m. to start um, their detail photography. Well, your florist doesn't know this. And they're planning on coming to the reception site at 1230 to start setting up because that's how much time they need. Well, guess what, Mm -hmm. folks? Your bouquets, your boutonnieres, none of that is where you all the wear and carry are not there. And you're like, oh, I didn't think about that part. So now you have all of these pictures in place to happen at this time. Your photographer and videographer have been paid to be there at that time to take care of those things and they don't have them available to them. That's our job. And that's what happens in between you hiring them and the wedding day is we get all of that sorted out. So it's completely fluid and consistent and there's no problems throughout the day. Right. Right. Anything else, Corinne, that you want to add on that happens during the planning process that. Um, I think that really covers it. I think logistics is a big one. That's a huge one. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And. Yeah, just those expectations. I'm trying to think of all the things that well, it's that it's, go. it's things like you know we brought up earlier, like the rental company, like letting them know that you need setup and not just drop off of things, 
yeah. and looking at the contract. Oh, and pickup time. Yes. You oh, know, and the, arranging your, your strike time strike. because a lot mm-hmm. of times there's extra charges for same night strike. And so I find often that the clients are like, oh, well then we don't want that cost. So just pick up in the morning. And they kind of make that decision when that's not a decision that they're able to make because the venue doesn't allow that oftentimes. Mm-hmm. Like so everything has to get, be clean and out right. by midnight because they have a breakfast there at 7 a.m. in the morning. Exactly. Yes, exactly. So we come across that a lot. That's just one of the things that, you know, an experienced uh, event manager or venue coordinator is going to kind of pick up on and, and try to um, navigate or finalize before the day comes. Right. So that you're prepared for that extra charge or... Uh, confirming that it is okay that it is the next morning and by what time. So another thing that I was thinking about that I um, I didn't used to provide um, a timeline at the beginning of the process. That was something I started doing in the last you know half dozen years or whatever is because I would realize that a lot of people would plan their day not thinking about, especially if you're having outdoor elements, cocktail, ceremony, cocktail, reception, anything outside, um, when it would get dark outside and when you would need lighting for you know, yeah, like what time? Absolutely. So, you know, if, yeah. if it, let's say you have a limited budget and you, um, lighting is really expensive guys. It, it, yeah. but it's a lot of work. It really is. There's so much labor involved in it and, and it it's be worth expensive. the expense. It's worth the yeah. expense. It's needed expense. But if you had like, there's so many instances where I've been like, if you just move your ceremony by half an hour, you won't have to pay for cocktail hour lighting. You'll only right. have to pay for dinner. That could be, right. you know, $1,500, you know, right yeah. there. Or, or your, your band being set up in a space or having to set up in a space that your cocktail hour is happening and you don't want them to see that setup happening. And then pretty. so you, so you get hit with extra fees for the band having to arrive earlier, Yes, which is appropriate, mm-hmm. but you just want to, yeah, you want to know about that and have it factored into your initial budget when planning. So that is the difference. A planner is going to plan accordingly, have that accounted in the budget, exactly. have that organized appropriately, um, have that, you know, mic check done where it's not invading in on the guest experience, um, all of those things. And it's not going to be with, with the venue coordinator. Mm-hmm. You're going to discover that, you know, a couple weeks out yes. and be it's quick to find that solution or to take, eat that extra cost. Right. So it's, so in that, that's a big difference. That's something that would come out if you had just a coordinator. That would be something that came out just when you went for that final review. When I go through my wedding workbook, when you have your questionnaire, Karen, when right. you're going through, that's when we're going to be like, um, you realize you're going to be in the dark because you just said that you right. didn't have lighting, and then all of a sudden you've got to find a way to pull fifteen hundred dollars out of somewhere, out of thin yeah. air that maybe you didn't have budgeted before. And that, I mean, I hate that kind of disappointment. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, you can't have a signature drink anymore because you have to pay for lighting. You know, like that's sure awful. Or the subfloor, your dance floor is going to fall apart because you didn't <laughs> order. You know, the, yeah. we hate saying those things. We hate yeah. them. So when you have a planner involved, none of those things are going to happen. Of course, there's going to be things that co- that do come out of thin air that no one could have seen coming. And sure. but great thing there's is a lot of avoidable things yeah there's yeah. so many more avoidable things and when you have a yeah. season pro there that they know how to fix things that come up for the most part i mean just generally i find that um the reception vendors that you would add on perhaps um like uh, ice cream carts or um bubbly trailers or you know champagne trailers or any of those later um in the evening options that you might add on they are having to set up at some time. Yeah. 
And if you haven't really discussed thoroughly prior when your dinner starts, when those quiet moments are there where it's very um, distracting, then there's likely additional fees that you're going to have to consider and you don't want to be hit with them last minute. So yeah, a planner is going to already have worked that in Yep, um, and it, it, you won't even feel it or even know about it. Um, whereas, you know, your event manager is going to hopefully, um, catch it. Yes. It's not, it's not, it's their job, but it's not a guarantee because that's the other thing. It's, you know, we're, we're there to save as much as possible. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And then, um, on the actual wedding weekend, the difference between a day of coordination, event management and a planner is going to be slightly different. And because it's mostly because, well, there's going to be two things. It's 100% going to be quite a bit more smooth if you've got a planner involved who mm-hmm. knows everything yeah. from because they've had their hands in absolutely everything the entire way. There's going to be a whole lot less overwhelm, a lot less opportunity for chaos or you know any kind of questioning. Um, but in the end, there's always going to be there's always going to be a time where we have to ask you a question, whether you're event management or planning. Oh yeah, you know, that you know something something just come up, or you know, unfortunately, weather. We have yeah. the opportunity to move everything inside because we know it's going to be raining tomorrow. You know, those are things that it doesn't make a difference if you've had a day of coordinator no. or a, a a planner. In the end, that's executing the actual wedding. But the things that um, we, we have as wedding planners or designers in this case, um, in most cases for us is that yeah. we are responsible for all the things like, because we have that we had oversight over all of them. Mm-hmm. So we're working intensely with floral design, who's setting up and rental setting up and where everything exactly is going in the room. Whereas with the coordinator that's been told to us. So we're not. Yeah there to change all of the things to make it we'll change things that are like really going to compromise the integrity of your wedding of course like when you've got two tables set up in front of fire exits okay sure that can't happen and we're going to be responsible for that but you putting your um let's say the um the you as a couple sitting in the middle of the room where there's your backs are to people that wasn't our responsibility to make sure that it didn't happen it should not happen so you know everybody listening you should never have. I mean, no, yeah. Corinne. <laughs> I see. No, 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 it shouldn't happen. Okay. But I'm saying that I wouldn't let it. I, 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 yeah, we jump in on that. Yeah. We make executive decisions. We do clear with our clients that even if they just are event management, do you want us to wear a design hat that day? Because we can't take it off. So we need to get your approval to make those executive decisions okay. with. Again, visuals. things yeah. like that are, that's just Cor- different. Corinne, totally very different. much, yeah. you know, she, yeah. yeah. Um, incorporates a lot more design into her event management than than most coordinators. I'm I'm trying to be yeah. very like I know I know I know of sorry. the majority <laughs> of the majority. So I just don't want anyone expecting that that's a normal thing. And oh, that's, you should not expect it from me either. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Now I you're just stuck. See the expectations. Not <laughs> <laughs> now you're stuck, Corinne. <laughs> Every wedding, you're I moving. Just, sorry when you when you were explaining it, I just started to get a tick. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, hopefully another thing is that hopefully when you're going through wedding workbook or when you're going through your questionnaire, 
you know, you're saying, okay, can I see your layout or diagram? And we could at that point point out things like that, you know, but again, still your responsibility to make those changes in that sense. So um, your call. I think, I think we've laid it out basically is that you're missing that middle piece. Um, Oh, we should probably talk about menus a little bit on this because I think it's a huge part of the planning process that Mm -hmm. People, or couples don't, they're not aware of, because if you've gone to a lot of weddings, yeah, you've, you've had some dinner services there that were like great or whatever. Um, sure. Having a professional planner involved in all of that can be incredibly wonderful. Like I, I yeah. feel like it's such a huge part of the process because it's such a big part of the experience for you and your guests. So yeah. not only... So I like, okay, for example, you go to a tasting. Karen, you just had an example of a tasting that mm-hmm. went really not well at all. No, and had you no. not been there. So do you want to just yeah. kind of give like, I'll, I'll give it so that you don't have to say, okay, okay. okay. That's fair. because it's, like, oh. yeah, because it's happened to me several times, several yeah. times. Most places when you go to a tasting, someone who is a part of the culinary team or that is the venue coordinator is going to sit with you and guide you through the tasting and let you know things like um, don't pick up or don't try to eat your cocktail hour food, your hors d'oeuvres with fork and knife because you would be walking with them at your cocktail hour. That might change your mind on things. Did you think about that beforehand? Nope. You're just sitting there, you know, and like using a fork and knife on shrimp cocktail because you're sitting at a table, which is not normal for cocktail hour. So, you know, instinctfully what's that word your instincts your instincts are going to tell you pick up a fork and knife because you're sitting down at a table that's not what cocktail hour is about Mm -hmm. so a planner being there is going to say hey don't you pick up that fork and knife we are at cocktail hour Mm -hmm. right now so then you might say oh this might be hard to eat this chicken on a stick while i have my wine in my hand and so Mm -hmm. we don't want to have that at our cocktail hour says kelly at every single tasting ever yeah. No chicken mm-hmm. satay. <laughs> um, no. but it's not a good look. Hmm? It's not it's a good, not a good look. look. And it's not a look good look on your dress or your suit no. or any, you know, mm-hmm. in any of those circumstances. Okay. So like messy things and, you know, stuff like that. But also just, um, so we've, I think majority of coordinators at some point have gone to, or planners have gone to a tasting where maybe that guidance wasn't given, you know? Yeah. And that's an important part of, you know, of getting you through that tasting is not only, oh, this does taste good. We do want to have the snapper instead of the grouper or, you know, whatever. It's yeah. not just about tasting the food. It's how the food is presented, how it's yeah. going to be presented at what time, how many pieces. And um, can this be saltier? Can this be crisper? Oh, this doesn't taste like what I thought it was going to taste like. Um, what are my al- al- um, alternates that I could choose from? Um, all of those things, a planner is going to be there to make sure that you're guided through that process and that you're not just sitting there. We have, both Corinne and I have been in situations where they literally sat the couple at a table and said, here's the food that you ordered and then left them there. And so basically yeah. all you're doing is tasting the food and like, okay, yeah, everyone should be able to give you some food that tastes good, but it doesn't answer any questions about what your dinner no. service is going to be like not a custom experience. You're not getting anything that you want. You're getting what they give you. Yes. And that's not an experience that you 
want or can be effective at. Yeah. And, it, and you know, and I, I will say, and I hope that you'll take this with you front of your wedding, a solid hour to hour and a half of your, of your wedding timeline is sitting at dinner. So that yeah. experience should be amazing. And while I've never in 22, however many years it's been, 21 years that I've been doing this, have I ever said or heard anyone say, this was the best wedding I ever went to because the dinner was so great. Like that doesn't happen. Yeah. But I will say I have heard more than I care to hear that that dinner was just really not good. Absolutely. You know? and, Absolutely. and that's more often than not when yeah. things like the menu planning did not go, they didn't happen where they weren't guided or um, advocated for, you know, um, wedding coordinators and planners who are there that process have the knowledge of things that they've seen at all kinds of weddings, yeah. you know, across the board to know what is standard or sub standard yeah. and what is elevated. And we always want you yeah. to have elevated when possible, you know, and a lot of times elevating something doesn't mean paying extra money, you know, no. like if we say like, uh, oh, like uh, tuna on something that gets soggy, like t- tuna yeah. tartare or whatever, right. um, sure. you know, then we can say, oh, can we get this on a, a cucumber? Slice, what do they call it? Cucumber slice? Yeah. yeah. Slice of cucumber. Round. Yeah. Whatever. Medallion. Yeah. Yeah. Medallion. Yeah. Ooh, if we want to get fancy. Fancy. Sure. fancy. Yeah. Um, but it is always, I feel like it is always the cucumber medallion that, <laughs> that comes in for the clutch. You know, you I feel like you're so wrong. right about that. You I know. cannot I go like wrong with it. That happened like maybe like two weeks ago where I was like, you know, let's switch this to. Yeah. yeah because, because the crisp of that very gets reason. What, that very reason. Yeah. yeah like a tu- tuna is like yeah. by far the most popular. Um, yep. hors d'oeuvre down here in Florida because yep. we're destination weddings. It's yep. refreshing. Everybody loves it. So, but if you put it on a crisp, but it's also humid in Florida. See, and that's exactly yeah. why. So, what was Things supposed to be to crisp is now soggy, yep. and yep. you would experience that and be like, "Oh, this is not good." And then you change it to something else—the chicken right. satay or whatever—when you shouldn't be doing that. When all you had to do was say cucumber round, please. You know, but you yep. wouldn't know that, and so that's why it's great in that. You know for menu planning to have someone involved in that part of the process. Um, I think another big one, and I'm going to let you kind of take the lead on this is stationary because you re you go very, very in depth with your clients on stationary, but we got to keep this short because we're talking forever. Like we always do. (laughs) I know. I know. Um, stationary. So the biggest one is definitely the menus and identifying meal choice, Mm -hmm. um, and finding a great way to do that on the RCB Um, card. I mean, Oh, I was going to menu like on the day since we were talking about oh, like, that let's talk, Um, Yeah, but I think we're talking about as a planner, what you do with oh. the whole stationary scene, like that whole sure. encompassing. Yeah. yeah so we're going to, we're going to, uh, you know, create a stationary custom that goes with the whole aesthetic of your event with your menus and your place cards and all of your signage, um, come up with your wording for you or assist you with that. Um, make sure that everything's on your invitation is listed properly. Um, all the information is, you know, given to your guests. You have um, all of your times correctly. You know, every all those things that can really sabotage a wedding if they're not right. Um, we're gonna we're gonna double check and we're gonna guide you through all of Corinne, that. Corinne, was it you? I it, I may not have been you. For some reason, it's you ringing in my head. But me? Oh, I think you were a guest at a wedding. Were you at a guest at a wedding where? the time was wrong on the invitation from what time it was actually supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Planner would not let that happen. 
That would never happen. You were guessing. Weren't you a guess at that? I was a guest. Yeah. 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 So, um, that, I mean, things like that do happen. And so just side note, stationary, always have more than your set of eyes on it. Like no matter what, and you know, ask your maid of honor, ask your best man, ask your mom, somebody to also look at it because even myself, like, Oh, I don't do, I'm not, I don't do good. I'm not a good speller. I'm not a good speller. Okay. And so I always tell my clients, like, as far as the aesthetic and the alignment and, you know, capitalization and the flow and the look, I'm, I got you there, but somebody else needs to get you for grammar. Yeah. Cause I'm not, yeah. I'm not that one. Well, but I, 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 I think you, yeah, you're right. I do. You're but, pretty good about it always. because like, Corinne and I are working on a, a party that we're doing together for later next month. and you know, I sent her the save the date and she immediately caught that I was using the same word like over and over again. She's like, cut this out. And then when she sent, she did the invitation. And when she sent it to me, I was like, we can take these words out. So it's, it's, it is like, you just can't trust your own eyes and you can't, you 100% cannot rely on the invitation um, or the stationary designer to catch all of those things. It's the same thing. They're trying. They're absolutely trying, but they are looking at words all day long. We're both planners and on our invite for our party that we're hosting. (laughs) I didn't put the address in. I sent it to Kelly and she didn't even catch the (laughs) address wasn't on it. So (laughs) she crossed something out and I replied saying like, oh, I haven't had the address because I thought it was like the sample address that she had crossed out. But then I realized, oh, that's not, she she didn't even catch there was no address either. Nope, sure didn't. um, So we had to find room for that other line. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we can't say enough about that. But so when, when it comes to stationary, you know, like Corinne said, I, you know, I leave it to my stationary. We always go to a designer when we're, um, when I have some of a full service. So I leave all of the design work to them. Corinne, I know that you're more involved with that. But yeah, we do I, sketches and I have the meetings. Yes. Yeah. So I will still have meetings with them. I'll go to the, the meeting yeah. to pick everything out, but I leave all of that design um, work to the, their expertise. Um, but again, we are there to make sure that all of the things are taken care of. We might do things like um, you might go in and get a place card, an escort card, and a menu card where I'm like, can we do a seating chart? Save us a little bit of money there. And then do a menu card that is customized for each person and entree that they've selected so that we don't have a place card and a menu card. But for aesthetic reasons, I can understand why you might want both. There's, you know, but if you're like maybe trying to save on cost, there's one card instead of two, you know. Um, And then, you know, oh, another thing that um, comes up with a dinner service that, you know, a planner is going to help you with in the beginning is deciding whether to have buffet stations plated or plated with a signature plate where everyone has the same thing or plated with choice of entree. Because let me tell you, there's a huge difference between those two plated types types of service. But that's something that a planner is going to bring to your attention, not a coordinator. That's not our job to help you with that that part. You can ask us and we'll tell you our, you know, our opinion, but you know, our opinion may not work if you've got a spending plan or budget that doesn't work with that kind of choice, sure. you know, like stationers are almost always going to be more expensive. But if you, yeah. you know, if you come to us and you said, do you think this looks good, you know, or should we go yeah. plated? I'll be like, yeah. those stations look amazing. I definitely yeah. want to eat that, you know, not knowing yeah. that that was $60 more a person and that's not in your sure. budget. 
So again, right. it's that disappointment factor that you can. Yeah. Across. It is really hard when we get asked questions like that, mm-hmm. when we're not in the full service yeah. um, realm, because I don't want to not answer the question, but I am not, I don't have all the information yes. to answer it, even though it yes. might sound like an easy answer. It's not. And it's because this job is not, you yeah. know, it's not super easy. Yeah. Planning job's not easy. Yeah. So there's a million things that go um, into what might seem like some simple questions. Yeah. I think we did a good job explaining so, the difference yeah. between two of these, right? Don't you think? Yeah. I think we should end with some like horror stories of when. <laughs> go ahead. When you go first it. and I'll think of something in the meantime. Oh, you mean like where you came in as um, event management and had things yeah. that you like had to fix yeah. or couldn't even fix? Go yeah. for it. Go number one. Yeah. I, oh, my number one, I recall through this whole conversation is that client ordered um, king tables which in a lot of venues or a lot of rental companies, a King's table is a wooden King's table. Um, doesn't require linen, et cetera. Well, this client ordered King's tables. Um, and when they got there, they were folding tables, like your regular folding tables that require linen. But they did not have this. linens for the tables. Oh, this is a different one. Oh, you know, I remember re- this yeah. one. No, I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This isn't the missing linen, which is a whole nother one. Um, but uh, no, yeah. And she did not have linens for the tables. And, you know, she was looking for who to blame and then realized, oh, it's, it's her. It, yeah, it's, it's myself. Me. Yeah. Um, yeah ooh. And so, but we were there to call in favors and call in all of our, you know, uh, rental families. And they rallied together and brought us some wooden farm tables since we couldn't get linens back. Because so, she didn't realize that. When you, because a farm table or king table for the most part, almost everywhere is four by eight. They're two, yeah. they're two of the same size table. Um, they're exactly the But same if size, you yeah. don't say wooden farm table or, or feasting table, the rental company is not going to, they don't know that you have to differentiate and say, I want a folding king table of, you know, a four by eight, or yeah. I want a farm or feasting table. So that's yeah. four by eight. That's wood, you know? So then yeah. they know. The I always difference. think the key, the key word is the folding. Yeah. Is what I always yeah. say. Cause some people call their folding tables, feasting tables, or yeah. sometimes that, that, that fancy word is, is connected to the size, yes. not the material. Yes. So I always want to say like the, the folding. Yes. Even when I am like ordering from people, I order a million times just because I probably have that mm-hmm. happen to me before. So that's such a perfect um, yeah. example. Such a perfect it example. Is. So we save the day. You know, that's our job is to save the day. Mm-hmm. And the subfloors has happened more than once. Oh my gosh. So um, many times. So many missing times. Missing linens because they were sent, they were given like the, you know, head office address and, and it was coordinated. They would bring them over, but that person didn't know. So, you know, just little tiny things like that, that are big things. Yeah. For, for I, I think the, um, the wear and carries not being delivered on time, which to me, uh, wear yeah, and carries in my world are, um, like bouquets and boutonnieres and things like that. That's, I think that happens so often because th- yeah. they, those things just weren't planned and, but you didn't know yeah. to, to plan them. And, but that's happened to me. I don't know how many times where the photographers are like, I, I can't even start the, you know, their pictures and then I'm doing everything I can, you know, because that wasn't relayed, you know? So, yeah. And a lot of times, you know, not a lot of times. Every once in a while, we get hired for weddings very last minute. And there's, we just, oh, and there's times where we just don't get all the information. We can ask and ask and ask. There's more times than not that we just don't have it. Amen. Amen. So when wedding coordinators or planners are asking you 
you know, a million times over for things, avoiding or like just procrastinating and not getting us that information is only going to make the overwhelm and stress on your wedding day even worse than it, it should be. So if you do not give us or, you, you know, your list of music or, um, you, oh, that's a really good example. You didn't give us the yeah. list of your music because you didn't choose it to the yeah. last minute and maybe you didn't get yeah. to the DJ. And we're thinking yeah. the DJ must have this information because they didn't give it to me. Yeah. And then the that's DJ right. of the band says, we never got a first stand song. Then we got to come bug you about it. And then, you know, yeah. or we're just going to pick it ourselves for it. you, you know? Yeah, that happens. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, plenty of times. And I mean, stationary, just choosing stationary that blows away. That's what I wanted to mention when you were Girl, talking about that difference. Don't even get me is, started. You know, when you're, when you're in these like coastal locations and you just get all of this paper place card and a paper menu and there's just supposed to lay beautifully on the table. Well, guess what? You don't have menus. You don't have place cards. Mm-hmm. You don't have signage on the bar. Nothing is staying. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. So any kind of outdoor element, not just coastal that could be in the mountains that could be in the plains. Oh, sure. Wind blows oh, everywhere. No, absolutely. Yeah. 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 yeah, just our experience would be more coastal than anything. But yeah, just thinking about those things and just troubleshooting. Yeah, weather our- weather is the other huge thing that a planner is yeah. going to be um, setting up plans for you. And it would be a lie to say that we have plan C already done. Like, no, you're planning A and we're going to, we know what we would do in plan B and plan B often has options, you know? So right. Karen, like sometimes you go in, you're like, okay, plan B, we know we have to move inside. We could go this place or this place, depending on, you know? So, but plan C when it comes to weather is often when there's some kind of like unthinkable, never could have been thought of before plan where, where my tent blew away that day. The tent was, Plan B, yeah. and it yeah. tents don't blow. That is not a normal Literally thing. Blew away. It really yeah. blew away. Um, it yeah. was you know record holding winds on that day and bitter cold. But um, and that poor client, I feel you know bad for that part of it. But you know we had to we had to go to Plan C and D and like there was so many. But you know what? You had the people in place because they had professionals there. We had an amazing team on that specific wedding where we made everything happen and it was wonderful yeah. and beautiful, but it was a very, very stressful day for all yeah. parties involved, you know, but at least, you know, we were there to make sure those things happened, you know, that they got, yeah. you know, in place the way they should. And it was a beautiful and yeah. fun wedding. We had, everything else yeah. was wonderful. <laughs> and we just had, um, we just had a uh, entertainment set up. I, I didn't get a chance to tell you about Oh, okay. Um, we had entertainment Breaking setup, news. Like da, 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 almost da, da, da. in the aisle. What'd you say? Almost in the aisle. Wait, start over um, again. I didn't hear what you said. We had our entertainment for ceremony set up almost in the aisle. Like just at the back of the ceremony, he set up like, like right next to the aisle in the back of the ceremony with an umbrella. What? And I just walked out to set the the, you know, assigned seating. And I was like, no, 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 no. And he's like, well, the client told me this was fine. And I, well, she didn't know what she was talking about. Like she didn't know the question you were asking. She definitely doesn't think this is fine. So we need to move you. So things like that, that can really, I'm so ruin your whole ceremony. (laughs) It's okay. I took pictures. I'll share. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, I'm just thinking in my head, like, was this a professional? Is this someone who does weddings on the regular? Really? And they still thought that that was okay. Yeah. That's shocking. 
And again, another reason why you need to have a professional hired. Could you imagine guys out there? Can you imagine having to walk around like like the the wedding party walks up? If she walked down the aisle, she would be partly under his umbrella as she (gasps) walked down. Like that's how. Oh my gosh! You couldn't see the back florals. You couldn't see the back florals past his speaker. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Uh, We could go on all day about these stories. All day long. Yeah, I got to get to work. Yeah, we both do. We both do. <laughs> so, Karen, thank yeah. you again for coming on and for being yeah. like so transparent about how you do things. And I I, I, sure. I, think that's wonderful that we were able to do that, that both of us were able to say, here's how we do it so that people could hear and listen that, oh, these are two people who work in the same places, do the same things, and they're so different, you know, um, yeah. because it's like that all over the world. So yeah. it's important. It's really important that when you interview your um potential coordinator or planner that you're asking all the questions about how they do it. Um, but then if you're, you know, tossing up, if you're in between, like you cannot decide between coordinator or planner, I hope that this was helpful and for you to understand what comes with both, but you need to be, to get that clarified with the people that you're interviewing, what comes with your day of or event management services and what comes with your planning services so that you can see the difference um, between the two. But for the most part, we're telling you that you, with coordination only, you do not get planning or design. Those are, right. that's what you're pulling out of the equation. You're going to, yeah. um, or contracting. That's yeah. a big part of it. So yeah. thank you, Corinne. Thank you, Kelly. I'll see you at our party. I'll see you Yay, before girl. then, but you know. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I'm so glad to be able to share my wedding experiences and expertise with you and that my co-hosts are so giving of theirs. We truly do want you to have the best time at your wedding, and our hope is that this podcast is helping you to make your engagement time while planning your wedding that much easier. May I ask a favor of you if this is the case? Would you just take a moment to leave a review of this podcast on your listening platform? It helps people just like you to find the podcast and to also find out their answers so they can make decisions. I would also absolutely love for you to give This Versus That podcast a shout out on your social media. You can find us at This Versus That Wedding Podcast on Instagram. And if you would like me to help you with a specific question, a wedding decision, please, by all means, ask. Send me a DM. I would love to hear from you. And maybe... Just maybe even have you as a wedding guest on a future episode. How fun. Here's to another great wedding.